Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name is Rick Samprin. The Tiger Cats, led by new starting quarterback Dane Evans, came up short in Saskatchewan as the Riders scored a last-minute TD to split their season series. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on 900 CHML. It is powered by Eastgate Ford. My name is Rick Samprin. We have a barn burner of a game in Regina, Saskatchewan tonight where the Rough Riders have just scored a touchdown, or at least that is the ruling on the field, although Ticats head coach Orlando Steinauer appeared to have called a timeout before the play began for the Riders, but the touchdown is going to stand. And right now, as we speak, it is Saskatchewan 23 and Hamilton 19. There is under half a minute to play, and boy, oh boy, what was by far and large a field goal fest at Mosaic Stadium here tonight is going to end in, uh, I was going to say a little bit of controversy, it might be a lot of controversy here. We're broadcasting, of course, on 900 CHML. You can be listening on your Radio Player Canada app. Just log in and uh, find CHML. Listening online at 900CHML.com, or you're watching on CHML's Facebook page. And this is what I look like at 12.30 in the morning on a Friday (laughs) when I have been paying attention to a football game. And what a game it was. It was kind of slow and methodical, especially in the first half. Uh, And uh, finally, late in the third quarter, the Ticats finally got a touchdown. Dane Evans throwing his first TD pass of the season to Anthony Coombs who made a sensational tiptoe catch just inside the goal line to give the Tiger Cats uh, not only his first TD as a Tiger Cat, but uh, the Tiger Cats' first lead of the ballgame, 16-13. to It's now with 24 seconds to go, 23-19 for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And it looks like they just got a kickoff single as well to go up 24-19. to Man, oh man, this Ticats team offensively certainly struggled in the early going this evening. It was not pretty. Through the first half, they had 90 total yards. I think the Riders had 260. But at halftime, it was a seven-point game, 13-6 to for Saskatchewan. Three points I want to make here as we count down the final seconds in Saskatchewan. And uh, there's going to be a, a big hate on tonight for the referees, I'm sure. Penalties right now, I'm just going to scroll down to the penalty section of my statistical chart. Uh, nine infractions for 88 yards for Saskatchewan. The Ticats, seven for 69. Not necessarily huge numbers, you know, seven and nine penalties, not a lot of penalties in a CFL game. You're usually into the double digits. Um, but it was the, the kind of penalties tonight and the scenario or the circumstance which these penalties were taken. And uh, they did not favor either team for the most part tonight. 22 seconds left to play. The Ticats down by five. They need a touchdown here tonight in Saskatchewan to pull out this victory or suffer their second loss of the season. And they're going to get another first down and will still be alive to... Try and win this football game. 905-645-3221, star 9900, 
on your cell. Star 9900 is that number. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game, rick at 900chml.com. Although many riveted now to the action at Mosaic Stadium. And with under 10 seconds to go, the Ticats will, what appears to be, will have their last gasp. Big hello to Kathy, who's now watching on CHML's Facebook page. And Chris writes, did the Ticats win or something? Well, it's not over yet, and they're not winning uh, at this moment. And it looks like if Saskatchewan could hold on, the Ticats and Rough Riders will split their season series. And with no time on the clock, Dane Evans and the Hamilton Tiger Cats will go down to defeat 24-19 is the final. Well, it's a game I think that the Ticats did not deserve to win, although defensively they played a pretty darn good football game. A really good football game. And when you look at it, these two teams are separated by two points or one win. And I think this Ticats team is much more talented than the Saskatchewan team, although coming into this game, Ticats, I thought, were going to be hard-pressed to win. Why? Well, as we know, Jeremiah Masoli is not the quarterback of the Hamilton Tiger Cats because of his uh, torn ACL. And the last time we hosted the fifth quarter, we all knew that uh, he had suffered a knee injury, and a day later it was revealed it was a season-ending knee injury. So we knew that Dane Evans is going to be the guy from here on in. I, I think we just got to be patient with Dane Evans. There's a, not necessarily a learning curve, although there is that, but he has to get comfortable. He needs cohesion with his offensive lineman and his receiving core and running backs. And there were even more injuries tonight. Uh, Malik Irons went down very early on in this ball game, and uh, Anthony Coombs had to pick up the slack. And he did not dazzle in the run game, that's for sure. Saskatchewan's run D was very good tonight. Uh, Chris, on uh, CHML's Facebook page, do you have a cell phone app we can download? Yes. Go to Radio Player, Radio Player Canada. Download the Radio Player Canada app, and uh, it's for free. You can listen free. You can listen to uh, 500-plus radio stations on the Radio Player Canada app, including 900 CHML and a bunch of our other uh, sister stations and uh, brother stations throughout the country on uh, the Chorus Entertainment Network. So three things I want to mention before we start taking some calls here. And, yeah, the lines are open at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Point number one is patience. Fans have to be patient with this new-look team. Dane Evans is the quarterback. There was no Brandon Banks tonight for Hamilton. He was out with an injury. Simone Lawrence serving Game 2 of his two-game suspension tonight. Sean Thomas Erlington, we know, is on the six-game injured list. Cameron Marshall, a running back who we've yet to see in black and gold, still on the six-game injured list. He might be the answer if Malik Irons is out for any length of time. Because this team needs more than Anthony Coombs at the running back position. You need a guy who can pass protect, and maybe Cam Marshall is that guy. And, and maybe Malik Irons and that injury is not that serious. But there needs to be a level of patience with this Ticats team right now with a new quarterback. 
We've had Jeremiah Masoli for two-plus seasons now as the starter. But the fact of the matter is, Dane is going to need some time. And even in this game, we saw him make some progress. Especially in that third quarter. He and Luke Tasker finally getting that rhythm together. Tasker was a beast on that one drive just before the end of the third quarter. Had three catches for 30 yards. He had a pass for another 13 yards. That was a 93-yard, 10-play drive that picked up seven first downs along the way and gave Hamilton its first lead of the game, 16-13. to That patience has to be there. I think we can say, you know, apart from the game-winning touchdown drive by the Rough Riders, that this Ticats defense has played lights out since game number one against the Rough Riders. They've maybe had one bad game, and that was against Montreal, where things were, that was kind of a weird a weird game. But this Ticats D is playing good. Can get to the quarterback, can disrupt the run. You know, William Powell, not a huge factor tonight after he gashed Hamilton for 127 yards in game number one. Powell had 15 carries for 51 yards. That's an average of 3.4 per carry. That is a great number if you're a run D. Anything sub-5 in the CFL, you're doing something right. The other thing I wanted to mention, and this was a poll on Twitter that I had launched after we had found out that Jeremiah Masoli had suffered that season-ending ACL injury, and the question was, with Masoli now out for the season, how many wins do the Ticats finish with this year? And at the time, it was five wins, and yeah, they're still stuck at five. They're five and two. But the option of five to seven, eight to ten, or eleven plus, five to seven, eleven percent think this team is going to be stuck in that five to seven range. Sixty-one percent thinking eight to ten is the range, and twenty-eight percent say this team is going to win eleven plus. And that's probably on the basis of their strong D. And that D came to play again tonight. Played a good game tonight. And there were some questionable calls throughout this ballgame. I'm going to give my player of the game tonight to a Ticats receiver who once again continues to show that he is one of the elite in the CFL. And he wasn't as visible early on in the ballgame as I think he and the other guys on the offense were trying to get in a rhythm with Dane Evans. And my player of the game is Luke Tasker. He made some big catches had that one pass completed to Dane Evans in the third quarter. He was a monster on that drive. He had five catches tonight for 77 yards. Didn't score a TD. Coombs was the only TD. But uh, Luke Tasker, my player of the game tonight. Honorable mention I would give to Liram Haralahu. I mean, he's been really good tonight, or uh, this season, hasn't he? Four for four tonight. Punted the ball. Eh, okay tonight. Wasn't remarkable. A 43.6-yard average, which is a pretty good average. But I think we'd like to see a little more directional punting. But uh, Luke Tasker's my player of the game tonight. You may differ. That's okay. Hey, if you want to go with a Saskatchewan Rough Rider, Shaq Evans had a monster game tonight statistically. Seven catches, 160 yards. That uh, That's a great game. But I, I just I want to give it to Luke Tasker. He's had a solid season. Uh, past... Uh, Tony Champion for sixth all-time in Ticats receiving yards tonight. Still well behind Earl the Pearl. 
But hey, he's climbing the ladder. He's been a bona fide star ever since he put on a black and gold uniform. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Vote for your player of the game. My vote's for Luke Tasker. You can call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com or all over Twitter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Let's go to the phones, and Anthony is on the line. Hey, Anthony. Hey, Rick. How are you? Good. How's it going? Not bad. Not bad. I calmed down now because I've been listening to you talk, but I was going to rant and rave, but you know what? Not worth it. Uh, my player of the game, first of all, is Leonard, number four. Okay. He he had a great game. And the defense was stellar, like you said. Okay. We've got no running game at all with uh, the running back hurt. And you know what? Yeah, it's, yes, it was Dean, Dean Evans' third uh, CFL start. But you know what? Some of those, uh, the first two quarters, that uh, the play calling – I think was uh, not there tonight. Well, how about the first play of the game? I mean, you got a quarterback who's making his first start since the last game of last season, which was a nothing game. A high pressure on the road in one of the loudest stadiums in the CFL. And the first pass is a long bomb, a low percentage throw that was, as we all saw, picked off. I mean, that is the complete wrong answer. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I got to give the defense because if it wasn't for the defense tonight, this game would have been a blowout for, uh, for us. Because you know what, we didn't we didn't do nothing until the start of the third quarter, really. You know, and the, the, the officiating tonight. You know, I'm not going to say what I really think of it, but the CFL is in trouble with this, these officials. Okay, because you know what, when you got when 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 the coach coaches got so many challenges, right? And then Alonzo Steinauer is running down the sideline trying to call timeout, trying to call timeout. Shouldn't somebody be looking at the coach on the sideline? 100%. You know, you know, and then you can barely understand uh, the lead official. And then he's turning on his mic and then turning off his mic. You know, like, this is a professional football league. You know, like, come on. I, it's... Like it seems like everything's tracked up against us now. With Mazzoli going down, Sean, uh, the running back going down, Simone Lawrence, you know, the two-game suspension. You know, like, I think we'll be okay. But I think we should have won tonight. I think I think if the offense played a little bit better, it didn't even have to be a lot better, a little bit better, they could have well, won that game one, tonight. There was one play at the start of the third quarter where he did that hit screen like everybody and their mother knew they were doing that at screen to the wide side of the field. And then we lose three yards in that play, and it was like two minutes left. And I go, you know, why are you doing that with two minutes left? You know, you lose three yards on that play. Like they read, they read it right, right from the get-go. Yeah, in, in saying all that, listen, I mean, they, they only lost, uh, they didn't get blown out, number one, with a, with no. a bunch of their backups in. Uh, no. They could have won the football game. It is only one game, but they got to get back on the horse, uh, and it, it starts next week oh. against BC at home. Well, you know what? I hope they make some adjustments. Well, they got to, and they got to get healthier, too. You know, I would, you know, personally, I would have brought uh, Kevin Glenn back. Uh, I think that ship has sailed. Plus, he's retired. So, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. This is Dane Evans' team. I mean, he's he's signed a three-year contract extension with the Tie Cats. He's not going anywhere. I think they're all in on Dane Evans. Uh, well, I hope he gets uh, a little bit more protection. 
Well, yeah, I, you know what? I don't think the O-line played that bad tonight. Uh, they could have played better for sure, but, I mean, they've had worse games. Anthony, appreciate yeah. the call. Enjoy the, the uh, rest of the week and the, and the long weekend as well. Have a good evening, Rick. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Throw us a note on CHML's Facebook page. We'll get to a bunch of those in a minute or two. You can also tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at am900chml at Rick Zamprin. Bruce writes, good morning, Rick. Was a good effort by the boys, player of the game, the fans for staying up. Have a great long weekend to all. Weather is going to be awesome. Go Cats, go. And Phil says, we need to recruit a new quarterback. One one start by Dane Evans. I'm not sure what Ticats fans or what most Ticats fans were expecting. I think what they should have expected tonight is what they got. A slow uh, first half and a little bit more rhythm come the second half. And that's what we saw. I don't think anyone expected Dane Evans tonight to come in and throw for 450 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, if that happened, I would have been shocked. I would have been shocked out of my mind. Lots more to come, lots more reaction from tonight's Ticats loss in Saskatchewan, the final 24-19. Hamilton now 5-2 and two on the season. The Riders improved to 4-3. and three. The next game for Hamilton is back here at home to Morton's Field, Saturday, August the 10th, one week from tomorrow. It's a 7 p.m. start time as the Tiger Cats take on the BC Lions. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Rick Samprin here. We are, uh, well, it's Friday morning, and we are contemplating uh, what happened in Regina as the Tiger Cats suffered their second loss of the 2019 season, losing 24-19 to the Rough Riders in Saskatchewan. The Cats now falling to 5-2. and two. Sask improving to 4-3. and three. There was another football game on Thursday night, and what a crazy one that was as the Toronto Argonauts beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 28-27. Toronto, at one point, was trailing 20 to nothing in that game. And so the Bombers are 5-2 with the Tiger Cats. So both those units still tied atop the Canadian Football League, although because of the tiebreaker, Hamilton has the edge for first place overall. We'll take a Closer look at the standings later later on in the show, but still plenty of reaction to tonight's Rough Riders win over Hamilton. Tommy says Delvin Bro got torched tonight. Shaq Evans had a heck of a ball game. Yeah, if you put a buck sixty on Delvin Bro, you know you had a great game. Tough night for Bro tonight. Uh, Thomas writes, "I'm sorry, I want them to make the call to Detroit for Kevin Glenn." You're not going to win a Grey Cup with Dane, and as for Bro, he lost a step. Well, as for winning a Grey Cup with Dane Evans, I don't know. In a one-game scenario, if the Tiger Cats are playing in the Grey Cup and Dane Evans is the starting quarterback, whoever they're playing, whether it's Winnipeg or Calgary or Edmonton or whoever, uh, it could be Saskatchewan, who knows. At the end of the day, in a one-game scenario, we know that anything can happen because we've seen that anything in previous incarnations of the Grey Cup. Heck, we saw it with the Ticats beating Edmonton. Wasn't, weren't the Eskimos supposed to annihilate the Tiger Cats 
in uh, 86? Wasn't it supposed to be a, you know, 50 to nothing game? And the Ticats win. Uh, Tommy also writes, Luke. And uh, there was another one here. Uh, Chuck. Dane looked pretty good tonight, even for his second overall start. We are a seriously beat-up team in the injury department. Thought we had a chance to win it at the end, but our deem, uh, D pardon me, seemed exhausted. Time to heal up and move on to the next game, boys. Oski Wee Wee. I, I think that's the mentality that obviously this team is going to take. They're not going to throw in the towel. I think there was, there was a level of confidence that they reached with Dane Evans and some of the things that he was able to do at the quarterback position. And considering the injuries that they sustained at the running back position with Malik Irons leaving this football game very early, they had to change the game plan because their pass pro, their pass protection was just not there with Anthony Coombs. Uh, Brian on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, writes, Absolute clown show between the refs and tabbies blowing this lead. And Allen writes, Interesting game tonight. Evans had a couple of solid drives and her defense was on game as usual. Tough loss on a short week. Honorable mention on the other side of the ball tonight. Fajardo before the half with the old school kick for the Rouge. That was a neat play. But uh, good for the Ticats. I think it was Mike Daly who took it out of the end zone to make sure that the Ticats were not going to be uh, forced to eat a point there. 24-19, Saskatchewan beating Hamilton tonight. The Tiger Cats now 5-2 and two on the season. Let's go out to Saskatchewan where we have Jeff on the line. Jeff, how are you? Good, Rick. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the Western air out here, but I, uh, I'm going to hang it on the defense. I know, you know, they only gave up, what was it, 20, 24 points today, but they gave up, what, 430 yards. Um, total offense tonight, I don't know what Pajardo threw for. 300 yards tonight? 313. 313. How many sacks did the defense have tonight? Uh, let's see here. One, one. One. How many turnovers did they force? Two. Two. How many points off turnovers did they get? Zilch. Yep. I don't know if I'd hang it on the defense. I, I thought they, for the most part, did their job. If the offense, especially in the first half, did their job in scoring some touchdowns instead of field goals, I think it's a very different game. I will, I will, I will give you that. The offense got off to a real slow start, but again, when push comes to shove at the end of the game, I want my defense to be the ones that uh, and everybody talks about how great Hamilton's defense is. I had the same issue last year. When push comes to shove, they can't seem to make a stop. And they gave up, what, 10 points in the last two and a half minutes tonight? I don't know. To me, that's just my opinion. I don't think that's acceptable to give up 10 points in the last two and a half minutes. I know they had that bad that bad play on special teams where... Um, was it kind of more ran it back about 49 yards or higher who made that uh made that tackle to keep him out of the end zone but i i, I find that kind of unacceptable i know the offense didn't move the ball you know the last last couple of minutes but the defense has got to step up there i didn't see any pressure on fajardo tonight at all at all yeah they stopped powell at times but he had time to throw the ball i felt sorry for bro yeah maybe he has lost a step but i felt sorry for him tonight because moore had had his number, and Fitzgerald had tons of time to throw the ball. Tons of time. Well, you make a good point with the D. Obviously, in crunch time, they gotta they got to step up and make those plays. But, again, my point is, if the offense helps a little bit, they're probably not in that situation. 
Ab- absolutely. And, you know, I, I find it funny. It's only a game one and one of your uh, listeners said to me, we're already looking for uh, a, a different quarterback. Speaking of quarterbacks, was there any, I know it was, it was done after the fact, but if Brandon Bridge was available and you still had Watford, if you had a choice between the two, would you have taken Bridge or would you have taken Watford? I would have taken Bridge for the simple fact that I like the experience that he has under his belt, something that right. Dane Evans doesn't. In ter- at least in terms of starts, um, Watford, uh, I got to see a lot more of him to make me a believer that he can be a CFL quarterback. Is there any chance that Bridge still could come into Hamilton? Well, Even they've signed. Like I don't know what the contract deal is with Watford. If they could release him and bring Bridge in, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I can almost guarantee it's a one-year deal and for the rest of this year, and it's a pro-rated contract because there's only so many games remaining. Um, right. But I don't envision them bringing in another quarterback unless you know something happens at practice or in a team meeting and the coaching staff realizes, okay, this guy's not the guy that we thought he would be. Okay. But when you start bringing in guy after guy after guy... I mean, you're you're losing time all this all this all this way because they're missing games, they're missing practices. They got to learn the terminology, the playbook, all that kind of stuff. So it's a it's a hard sell after a while. And the only reason I say that is because it's such short notice. Like Watford, Watford came in this weekend, and I think the next day after that, Briggs was released by uh, where was he, Montreal or Ottawa? Yeah, he was yeah. And I thought, well, maybe they maybe they could swing him because I think he would be a better fit as a backup or a third string guy in Hamilton than than Watford. And that's just my own my own opinion on that. So, No, oh, I would agree with that. So who's your player of the game tonight? What I've seen tonight, um, I'd go with Tasker. All right, another road for Luke Tasker. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the long Have weekend. Have a long weekend. You too. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter, at Rick Zamprin, at 900, or at am900chml on Twitter. That's the handle. Should get that right. I think I'd have that memorized. Sometimes the old noggin, especially at 12.58 in the morning, just does not work. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, Jeff in Hamilton. We have Ken in Lake Nipissing as well. Lots more reaction on Twitter and uh, CHML's Facebook page as well. A few emails popping in, too. You're listening to The Fifth Quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. And the fifth quarter is powered by Eastgate Ford. My name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for joining us early on a Friday morning as the Tiger Cats went down to defeat at the hands of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders tonight, 24-19. to The Riders scoring the game-winning TD, courtesy of Cody Fajardo, five-yard touchdown scamper that made it 23-19. The ensuing kickoff went for a single, 24-19 the final for Sask. The Ticats back on home field one week from tomorrow, August the 10th, 7 p.m. start time as the Ticats take on the B.C. Lions. B.C. certainly struggling. 1-6 on the season. They have the bye week this week, so you know they're not only frustrated because of the number of wins that they have of the season, but uh, they want to get back on the field as soon as possible after losing their last game. 1-3 away from home are the Lions. The Ticats 4-0 at home this season. So let's look at the standings before we get back to the phones here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. The Ticats 5-2, Montreal next at 3-2. The Alouettes hosting the Ottawa Rough Riders later on Friday night. Uh, the other game is Calgary hosting Edmonton on Saturday. Uh, Ottawa's 2-4, Toronto 
via their one-point win, comeback win over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Thursday night. Now they're they're now one and six on the season. Out west, Winnipeg is five and two, Calgary's four and two, Edmonton four and two, Saskatchewan three and three, and as I mentioned, the BC Lions one and six. That Edmonton Calgary game on Saturday is uh, obviously huge, big game for both those teams. A couple of quick stats. Dane Evans tonight, 19 of 29 at 65% completion percentage. Threw for 196 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He also ran the ball four times for 35 yards. Anthony Coombs had nine carries for 21. Braylon Addison, four carries for 14 yards. And uh, among the receivers, Luke Tasker, five catches for 77 yards. Addison, eight for 55. Marcus Tucker, three for 34. Coombs, Evans, Jones, and Acklin all had one catch. Luram Haralahu was four for four on field goals. And defensively, once again, Nick Shortill, nine tackles tonight. He had nine last week. So in two games subbing for the suspended Simone Lawrence, Shortill has 18 tackles. Jagera Davis with a strong game tonight. He had uh, seven defensive tackles. Kariel Brooks with six and Delvin Bro with five. Uh, Dylan Wynn, the only sack tonight. And uh, Richard Leonard had a couple of forced fumbles and a couple of uh, defensive tackles. He also was called a couple of times uh, for uh, various infractions, including a pass interference call that really not not really swung the tide, but gave the uh, Rough Riders some momentum midway through that second half. Back to the phones we go, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have Jeff from Hamilton who's called into the program. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. What do you think of this uh, ball game on uh, Thursday night? Uh, I thought it was uh, what I expected, but uh, your last call there was going on about the defense, but uh, I beg to differ. The defense was out there a long time. They're gassed, and uh, they've been playing extremely well lately. I believe this is a, um, a very good championship defense, although Delvin Bro tonight, I uh, hope it was just one a one-off because he was – he got destroyed. Like he looked, uh, he looked slow, and he got beat a bad a lot. But um, with regards to the offense, I was just wondering with the quarterback situation, because um, I believe, like like I said, we do have the team this year and the coaching. And if for some reason this doesn't pan out with Evans, you, do you see a? Uh, a quarterback trade down coming down the line, like for someone experienced, because uh, you may not get this opportunity again because the East is so uh, well. Montreal is the only other team, really, but the East, East is pretty much up for grabs. It, well, number one, it definitely is. But the question is, who do you bring in? Who can you attract from another team to bring to Hamilton? And and again, you'd probably have to give up something. Well, not, not, not necessarily uh, substantial, but at least something. That's the thing. I, I don't know if it'll be draft picks or something, but uh, the only thing that would come on top of my head would be, uh, I don't know if there's anybody else out there, but uh, Strebler or uh, if there's Montreal would maybe give up Pipkin. But uh, that's the only two guys I could think of. Yeah, but, I, I, um, I know there's a lot of talk of, hey, you know, BC season is practically over at 1-6. and six. Maybe they'll give us Mike Riley. That's not going to happen. They're, no, pay, no, they're paying no, the guy $700,000. He signed uh, a, what, three- or four-year contract. Uh, at this time of the season, you know, you're seven games in. You're almost halfway through. Uh, you're, you're through the first third, obviously. 
Um, yeah, but, if, if Hamilton signed Riley, then they'd be basically saying goodbye to Mazzoli because his contract's almost a million dollars. Well, not only that, Mazzoli's a free agent next year, so yeah, you would be saying goodbye well, to Mazzoli, exactly, and, yeah. and they might be doing that anyways. Well, the thing, thing um, the refereeing tonight, I don't know what it is with Andre Pro's crews. They, they always seem so discombobulated. Like, I, I was watching the game, and like... Very. Uh, I'm not. Bl- I'm not saying that we lost because of the officiating, but near the end there, I don't know what was going on. Steinhauer was trying to call a timeout, and I don't know what happened there. Do you, do you know what happened? Like, what, what, nobody heard him or the side guy. Like, he must have been yelling loud. Yeah, I can't. I can't for the life of me figure out how any of the officials, let alone the one on the sideline, he was running towards, did not see or hear Steinhauer call for a timeout. Cause, yeah, because he obviously recognized, like, from what I the TV commentary saying that that was the wrong defense they were in. So um, I don't know if that would have stopped the touchdown, but uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's over now. But one more thing: the running back situation. Um, it's a mess. Really, really thin in running backs here, and I, I think we need we're going to have to bring in bring in some running uh, running backs or some running backs because. Uh, like uh, we lost tonight, we lost Irons, and then we lost uh, Erlington and Bennett. Bennett's not really a real running back, and, and you got Combs. That's about it. Yeah, so we know that Sean Thomas Erlington is on the six-game injured list. He's not coming back anytime soon. And we know that Cameron Marshall, who was formerly of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, is now on the practice roster. He began the season on the six-game injured list. So I think he's an option. Malik Irons, if healthy, is still an option because they've invested, obviously, you know, a relatively high draft pick on him. And Anthony Coombs is that kind of stopgap, you know, if we need him, change of pace, uh, you know, let's throw him a couple of screens or whatever, kind of running back. But uh, I really don't see them reaching out to Alex Green to say, hey, do you want to come back? I think they're going to go with the guys that they got. Or or they'll look to those NFL cuts. Yeah, I'm not saying Alex Green. I'm just saying somebody. But Coombs, for some reason, he he doesn't seem to have the body of a run. He looks really skinny and almost like a... He's a slot back. He's a, a slot back in a, in a running like back he, position. He's not a he's not a tough inside runner. That's for sure. We need that. I think that's what they need. But um, hey, Jeff, who's your uh, player of the game? We got to run. Uh, I'd have to give it to uh, Hamilton's um, Dylan Wynn. I, I, Dylan Wynn is a is, is a freaking. He's a, got a nonstop motor. I, I I just love him. Great player. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the long Thank weekend. You. Hey, let's go to some uh, email here. And I just had it up. I think I could click it on. Here we go. <laughs> Philly Filski. It is only one oh nine in the morning. And by the way, John, Ken, and uh, another Jeff in Hamilton, we're going to get to all of you before uh, the clock stops at one thirty tonight because uh, we appreciate you guys uh, and gals calling in. Uh, email from Philly Filski. Hi, Rick. This was a battle of two inept quarterbacks. The quarterback lesser inept one. Evans will be lucky to guide this team to third place. Uh, back in 1980, the Esks lent wide receiver Marco Sincar to the Ticats. He returned to the Esks the following year. These kind of deals, albeit scarce, can be made. Riley right now is rotting away at that mausoleum called BC Place. Make the call, Mr. Mitchell. Make the call. That's a call that should not be made. And won't be made because BC won't won't listen to it. <laughs> They're not going to listen to it. They're only one in six. BC's not out of the equation at all, especially in the West. 
You just need that crossover playoff spot. That's all they're looking at. Email from Angelo. Hi, Rick. With everyone we had missing tonight, the outcome was inevitable, although we almost pulled it off. I thought the officiating crew was less than satisfactory as usual for every CFL game. I thought defensively it came down to one or two plays our way, and that last play was a matter of inches. I thought offensively Evans was a warrior out there, and the guys gave everything they had but just came up short tonight. At the end of the day, this was a great road game despite the final outcome. Ticats Nation do not fear as Dane will make us cheer sooner rather than later. Player of the game, Nick Shortell. Cheers. Ange from Stony Creek. And an email from Alan. Hey, Rick, I didn't know how we were going to do tonight, but we should have won tonight with Simone Lawrence, Brandon Banks, and Adrian Tracy back next week. Hopefully, we should look better. With Malik Irons out, I noticed Cameron Marshall is on the practice roster. Could we slot him in and see what he can do with Anthony Coombs? I wasn't expecting a great game, and I'm not shocked we lost. I feel as time goes on and more practices, we will get better. I would be more concerned if we got blown out, but we didn't. Look at Toronto tonight. They gave Winnipeg a run tonight. And then only gave Winnipeg a run. They beat Winnipeg tonight. Uh, all this talk about changing quarterbacks, they say we stick it out and work with Dane Evans. He didn't look horrible. He just hasn't wowed me yet. That time will come, I think. That email from Allen, who also writes, what about Terrell Sutton, who we could grab or use Cameron Marshall next game? I think Cameron Marshall is probably uh, the logical option for the Ticats at running back if Malik Irons is out for any uh, considerable amount of time. Back to the phones we go. Ken, uh, in or on or around Lake Nipissing. Ken, how are you? I'm good, Rick. How are you? I'm okay. So tonight's game was uh, was interesting. There was, a, there was, it was basically two new teams, right? They had uh, uh, <clears throat> Saskatchewan didn't have Caleros. We didn't have uh, Mazzoli. And then we're missing Banks, Tracy, Lawrence. So it was uh, two basically new teams. I, I was thinking, though, I mean, they, they mentioned the Caleros trade midweek, like on Wednesday. I wonder if they did that on purpose, just to uh, kind of uh, throw off our defense. They were probably planning for Caleros. I don't think they were planning for Caleros because he had just returned to practice just a couple of days ago. And head coach Craig Dickerson, uh, Dickinson gave no um, uh, mention of uh, Caleros even getting onto the fields to be the backup. So I, I think that was just uh, Jeremy O'Day and uh, and the Rough Riders saying, all right, here's this move that we can make. The Argos are asking about him. Let's unload Caleros and see what we can get. I gotcha. Well, that makes sense. But I think, I mean, all season the team has been playing well. They have great offense, great defense, great special teams. Tonight I think Evan started slow. He was uh, he was thrown behind the players. Uh, he, he hit Tasker, I think, in the second and if you hit Tasker's hands, he's normally going to catch it, but it won't rip behind him. And then even in the fourth there, one of those last plays, uh, he was thrown behind the players. He, he, he came up, I think, good in the second half, but the first half, I think Evans was behind. Yeah, but, uh, I was going to say, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I think, he, I think he picked it up towards the end. Yeah, I'm, I don't think anyone was surprised that he started slow, especially the way that Tommy Condell was calling the game. I thought they were going to just nickel and dime the Rough Riders to death, and maybe they outthought themselves, thinking, hey, Saskatchewan's going to expect us to nickel and dime, so we'll throw some deep balls and we'll get creative. I think they should have given Dane Evans uh, a couple of comfortable throws to start the game and get into that rhythm early, and we didn't really see that until the second half. Who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, you know what? I mean, Evan started off slow, but I think he picked it up, and I still have hope for him. So I'm going to give it to Evan. All right. Sounds good. Enjoy the uh, rest of the long weekend. Thank you, too. Uh, to Twitter we go with some tweets floating in. 
Jimmy V says, great effort. D couldn't get it done. Dane, my player of the game, really sharp second half. Daver writes, hard-fought game, but the injury riddled Cats. A bad play call on first down after the Ryder field goal killed us. Too many plays for a loss on first down, putting Evans and the O in a bad position. Player of the game, Lirum, and a close second for Dean and his double destruction. And Jim says, bah, the game was there, but we fell short. Saw some promising things from Evans, especially when he had more time. Time to reset for next week. Hashtag Oski Wee Wee. Hashtag fifth quarter. Back to the phones we go. And uh, let's go to John. Hey, John, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Well, all these people talk about bringing another quarterback. It's typical Hamilton garbage that you hear every year when a quarterback doesn't do well. Evans has been here for, what, a year and a half, season and a half. Um, he knows the playbook. The kid has only had two days of practice. Um, you're going to have a short playbook for him. Um, give the kid some time, some patience. I thought he played well. I thought the whole team, the whole team played well. If you think about this, you got Tracy out, you got Banks out, you got your middle linebacker, you got uh, Simone out. You're down to your third running back. I think we played a hell of a game, considering the whole aspect that we got. Um, give this kid a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, sitting at five and one going into this game. We've done a lot of the the the, the hard work because. With, with Mazzoli out, I mean, we got a few games to get this kid in, in into shape. You bring another quarterback, he's got to learn the playbook. Um, I really think Evans knows the playbook. Is he the best quarterback in the league? By far not. But I think he can do this. So we get a decent running back in there. If we're healthy, if we're and, and, and we're, we've got a lot of injuries early in the year, there's a lot of season left. I think we got a lot of promises. Our defense, and this is the first time I would say in a decade, We've had one of the top defenses in the league. Our secondary is pretty damn good. Um, so I give these guys credit. So all these people talking about bringing in Kevin Glenn, bringing in training for Riley, do a head check. It's not going to happen. You go with who you got. Um, your receivers know the place. Because if you bring a new quarterback in, you're going down a short playbook. And it's going to take two or three weeks. I don't care how much of a, uh, uh, a veteran that you are. It's going to take a while to learn that playbook. When our receivers are healthy, look what happened with Tasker today. Worked his ass off, and he got that touchdown. Well, got us to that touchdown. There's a lot of promise there. I think Evans is going to be fine. Um, you know, we're sitting at five and two. Uh, that that is that's the key, I think, right now. And we got good coaching. So, I mean, uh, let's give this kid some time. Uh, each quarterback that's been a that has been a uh, uh, a starter in this league has been a backup. Look how many who come off the bench. And now our starters. Caleros is gone. Um, Calbeal came off the bench. There's uh, so many of them. Dunnigan came off the bench. Uh, Tracy came off the bench. These are all these quarterbacks that have been elite quarterbacks in the league. Will Evans be it? I don't know. But give this kid some chance. John, who's your player of the game tonight? I'm going to give it to uh, is it Stronghill. No, it's uh, Nick Shortle. Shorthill, yeah. I think him filling in for Simone, I think he pretty, did a pretty good job. Um, pretty solid backup. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to him. 
And uh, like you said, oh, wh- why is Banks out? I just don't know why he's about. <laughs> yeah, the injury, uh, uh, the injury has really been a mystery. We haven't really got clarification on what it was. Uh, similar to Adrian Tracy as well. I think this might be just bumps and bruises and uh, serious enough where the coaching staff says, uh, hey, we need you for the long haul. Uh, you know, take a breather. And one, one last thing. I was listening to another announcer from another station, but he was in with... Uh, the guy from Saskatchewan, and he was kind of alluding a bit to, I don't know if there's a rift between Evans and Banks, but there's not a connection there yet. That's the wording that was used. You heard anything about Evans and Banks? Uh, a rift, no. I think they don't have the same chemistry as Banks has with Masoli. Oh, so, what, you know, that, maybe Banks said something in a team meeting uh, or during a game. I know there was one pass in the last game, where it would, not tonight's game, but uh, last week, where uh, he they just didn't connect and he showed some frustration on the field. And I think people are just reading a little bit too much into that. Yeah, because I'm thinking recently, if you notice, Banks is getting a little too... I don't want to use the word small liberal with his comments, whether it's on Twitter or how he's going. I'm afraid that he's eventually, his mouth is going to get him in trouble. Well, he's all, he's always been an emotional guy, that's for sure, and he's not afraid he's to show that emotion. Boy, but, uh, anyways, have yourself a good one, and uh, if our D plays like they've been playing all year, right, he's in a hell of a, hell of a bond next week. <laughs> Should be fun. John, thanks for the call. Uh, Jeff, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back to you. You're listening to the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. And it's powered by Eastgate Ford. My name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for hanging with us early on on a Friday morning before a long weekend. Ticats fans are the best in the league. Saskatchewan, though, getting the better of the Tiger Cats tonight. 24-19 the final. Hamilton drops to 5-2 and two on the season. Still number one, not only in the CFL's East Division, but in the CFL. Because Toronto rallied from a 20 to nothing deficit to stun the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 28-27 tonight. So Hamilton still, by their victory over the Bombers last week, are number one in the Canadian Football League. Uh, next game for Hamilton is one week from tomorrow night, Saturday, August 10th, a 7 p.m. start at Tim Hortons Field. The Tiger Cats take on the BC Lions. We have a tie for player of the game right now between Luke Tasker, Dane Evans, and Nick Shortill. And Jeff in Hamilton is going to hold the tie break. He might pick one of those three or someone entirely different. Jeff, how are you? I'm bad, Rick. How are you? Not too bad. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Um, I mean, I'm not sure what people expected with uh, Dean Evans coming out on his first start. What did you expect? Exactly what I saw. And I'm glad that that one drive, that one beautiful drive, perfectly engineered, perfectly executed, beautiful. And I'm glad we saw that because that's a glimpse of what he's capable of, right? Yes, definitely. Well, that's what I'm glad we saw that. I don't think the O-line did their job in the first half, though. I think the O-line was really, really, really loose in the first half. I think he could, he could have had way more time to throw the ball. I think he was running for his life. Okay, and uh, who's your vote for player of the game tonight? Short Hill. Short Hill for sure. He he's been tearing it up. I don't know how you. It's a tough situation, right? Like Simone Lawrence is out, but you got this guy coming in tearing it up. Ooh. It's a good situation. It's just a, one of those good problems, right? 
Yeah, it's one of those uh, you know opportunities that arise from time to time, and Nick Shorthill has grabbed the bull by the horns for sure. 18 tackles in two games. That's phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. I think he's great. How do you switch him out, though, right? Well, you're going to have to now with Simone Lawrence coming back, but Shorthill's still a great special teams player, too. Yep. Uh, Jeff, appreciate the call. Enjoy the long weekend. You too, Rick. We do have a couple more minutes if you want to squeeze a call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. On Twitter, Jake writes, Why does Andre Pru never seem to have a grip on what's going on? Looks like he is ready to have a breakdown every time. Always his games are the one that get flag happy. Also, get him out of the league. Not a lot of love for Andre Pru and uh, his officiating crew. Matthew at Rick Samprin tweets, Tough loss for the Ticats tonight. Offense showed some flashes, but needed to be more consistent. Got to get back on track, starting with a win against the Lions on Saturday. Hashtag player of the game goes to the defense again because they kept us in the game. Dave, the LT guy, or is it IT guy? Yes, it's IT guy. My eyes are bleeding at this hour of the night. (laughs) Dave, the IT guy on Twitter says, Shaq Evans made bro look uncharacteristically old out there. Beat him inside and out. Dane Evans shows promise, but they need to adjust offense to suit his play style. Tasker for player of the game and nice tackle all for naught by Haralahu. And Bev has the last tweet of the night. Hi, player of the game, Short Hill. We gave it a good try on to BC. A couple of comments on CHML's Facebook page, and glad that uh, a lot of people are not only watching but commenting on the page as well. Dan uh, writes in, Evans will develop. We can handle this one. All those first downs, all of a sudden, he is close. Ari writes, we saw in the second half what Dane Evans is capable of, even without Speedy B and Malik Irons. Got to use our beasts more. Throw a screen to 84 and get him involved in the offense. Team played with a lot of heart. Don't know why we kept Bro playing so tight and giving up so much yardage as a result. This was a growing experience for Dane Evans. The East is not up for grabs, as so many media people think. Brad on CHML's Facebook page writes, Baptism under fire. Dane looked decent tonight. Defense kept us in it all night long, uh, wore themselves out. More reps for Dane this week will only help. Get our starters back off the one game should help too. Our D-line for player of the game. Well, our player of the game voted by you, the fans, is Nick Shortill. Another great effort tonight. Nine defensive tackles with Simone Lawrence coming back. Nick is going to be a force on special teams once again. And our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight is John, who called in, made some strong comments about the expectations surrounding Dane Evans. And he's saying, hey, listen, fans, it's time to chill. Give this guy an opportunity and some time to grow into the role. We'll see him, well, come Labor Day, come uh, late September, early October, in the playoffs. Um, who knows? He might be the next great thing. For producer Mark Panopoulos, big thanks to Mark. My name's Rick Samprin. Thank you for listening to The Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free. And tell your friends. Never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.